Going Linux, episode 283, Community, the Linux Advantage. Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushman. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in Going Linux. We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and its applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, Community, the Linux Advantage. Hey, Bill. Hey, Larry. How what has been going on with you this uh, week or so? Well, I have two funny stories, not not even related to Linux, but they're just so funny I had to say them. Oh, okay. Well, one is related to Linux. I reinstalled one of my operating systems. Um, I was running an old version of Ubuntu Studio, and I like Ubuntu Studio, so I always keep it on one of my spare test machines. Mm -hmm. So I went and installed a new one. Well, I use certain passwords that only I know uh, for my test machines and my production machines, et cetera, et cetera. Right. For, for some reason, I used a different password, and now I can't remember it. So I uh -oh. went – I did a full <laughs> encryption on this thing. Uh, so – I can't. I had just got all the files set up, all the programs installed, all the updates done, and now I can't remember the password. Oh. <laughs> uh, so are you going to have to restart over again? or? Yeah, because I worked on it a few days, and I, I kind of just set – it was everything. Everything was perfect. It was running great. Programs were running how I wanted. I had uh, Compass set back up. I mean, I had it right. It was like, oh, this is just perfection. And then the idiot that is me forgot the password. Well, the good thing is that with uh, whole disk and folder encryption, unless you have the password, you're not getting into it. The bad news is if you forget the password, you're not getting into it. <laughs> and it isn't like I need to have more practice doing distros. I've installed so many distros. I'm actually getting a little tired of installing all these distros. Uh, but no, it, it, it's kind of a stupid uh, bill move on me, my my part. Uh, but the other one, I have to say, now, I have two little dogs. Yep. And one's a Jack Russell and one's a Dotson. Well, mm -hmm. the Dotson's, she's mine. Her name's Isabella. So yesterday I decided that this is a recurring theme in my house, apparently, because you even pointed this out when I was telling you about it. Uh, Einstein last time stole my, my breakfast. Well, this time... The Dotson, when I went to go wash my hands, stole my hamburger that I had just, it was just like the most perfect burger. It was two patties with cheese, melted cheese, sautéed onions, just, it was, it, you know, fried egg on top of it, lettuce. It was just, it was beautiful. Bacon. You got to have bacon. Oh, I had bacon. Yeah, I, okay. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was mustard, sweet pickles. It was great. So I went. Sounds good. It, well, I'm sure it was. Someone enjoyed it. <laughs> I didn't. So I come back and I'm looking and there's just an empty plate with a little red ketchup trail all the way to my little dog. She has a little a, a cat condo she likes to sleep in. And I look in and she's just already eaten half of that hamburger. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? Uh. So, and it was hot and she was just eating it just like it was, you know. But I love Dodson, so I can't stay mad at her because she just looks at me with those eyes and goes, what, Daddy? What did I do? <laughs> so she got the hamburger that I spent 30 minutes cooking, you know, sauteing the onions and all that, and I yeah. ate bologna. 
because she <laughs> ate the last one of the hamburgers that I had. Because uh, I had bought a four pack and I had used a couple of them for some chili and I had and I had made a hamburger, you know, earlier. And uh, so it's, this last one was just, the, you know, the perfect hamburger. And of course, she enjoyed it a lot. And then, she, of course, you know, she's looking at me like, what did I do? I'm sitting there going, I had to eat bologna because of you. No, uh, we so had some... you're, you're losing weight and your dogs are gaining weight is basically what you're saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have been losing weight, but it's not because I haven't been eating. But, uh, no, oh, I just I've changed the way I've been eating. I've lost a lot more weight uh, just trying to keep diabetes and stuff in check. But no, I was just... It was just like really you gonna I don't get hamburgers very often because you know I'm trying to do mm -hmm. what's right not too much red meat etc cetera, etc cetera. I like meat don't get me wrong but uh, yeah she she chomped the heck out of that sucker I mean in a matter of and, and as I'm watching she polished it off and then she looked at me and then she went and got a drink of water and, and munched on a little bit of dry food food and come back it's like what's <laughs> dessert <laughs> I'm thinking you. Darn, Dotson, if you weren't so cute, I'd kill you right now. <laughs> no, not right. Uh, but yeah, her, her name's Isabella. She gets away with murder. I mean, she knows she's not supposed to get on the bed, but where she is right now, she's on the bed under the covers with her little nose hanging out looking at me. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, such the, I'm such the alpha around here. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah you know how that works. <laughs> you know, hold on, let me go get. Uh, I'm, the, I'm so glad I'm the alpha male. Oh, wait a minute, they want to go outside, or, or they need food, or, <laughs> or it's, it's like, yeah, okay, they want to be petted. Okay, let's see how that works. But mm. um, the only, the only thing she did, did do was kind of funny. As I was going through some old Linux distributions I have on uh, DVDs. Uh -huh. And one dropped on the floor, and I didn't pick it up quick enough. Well, that's that's fair game. So she grabbed it, and, and I heard this crunch, 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 and she just destroyed it in a matter of three seconds before I could even get it away from her. I'm like, I'm so glad. First off, I'm looking at it like, you better be glad this isn't a, a blank one, because you know how expensive these things are. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of funny. But all right, well, let's get started with our episode, shall we? Sure. Okay. So. Uh... As we said in the introduction, our episode today is about community, and we're talking about it as a Linux advantage, an advantage for Linux and Linux users. So let's talk about that. You hear us talk about our going Linux community and open source community and uh, the Linux community in general, but what is a community and why is it important? Well, in brief, anybody who helps other people to enjoy, use, and support a common cause could be considered members of a community. Today, we're going to talk about and focus on Linux and open source communities. The term Linux is used to describe open source software consisting of an operating system kernel, a graphical user environment, and software configuration utilities and applications that make the computer usable. There are many different versions of Linux available. Uh, these versions are referred to as distributions. What Linux distributions, desktop environments, and most Linux applications all have in common is they are all open source. Using open source software like Linux and Linux applications provides you with the freedom to run a complete full-featured operating system already pre-configured with most, if not all, of the applications you will need for your daily computing, or to change anything about the way it looks, the way it works, or the application it runs to suit your taste. 
for instance, I like to use Banshee on certain uh, things. I like uh, uh, using uh, LibreOffice. So, so I like to be able to change things around. So that's that's always nice. Yeah, that's exactly right, Bill. And that's an example of how you can change things. And you can even go into the source code and change things around there if you're a programmer or you know what you're doing there. So uh, that's one of the advantages of using Linux. And although you'll find some distributions of Linux for purchase, the vast majority are provided free of charge. Open source software is licensed in a way that allows anyone to give it away for free, no strings attached. For example, the license gives any member of the user community the freedom to use Linux for any purpose, to distribute, modify, redistribute, or even sell the operating system. And if you do modify and then redistribute Linux with your modifications, you're required by the license to submit your modifications for possible inclusion into future versions of that distribution. There's no guarantee that that will ever happen, but if you've made it better, then your changes might just be included in the next release of your distribution of Linux. Or you'll get yelled at by Linus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He's a real firebrand from what I've read some of this stuff. But I, I do have a question. You said sell the operating system. I didn't think you could sell the operating system. I thought you could sell the physical media and you could sell support. It depends on the license. So uh, some open source licenses allow you to actually sell the the distribution itself. Uh, I think most people who do sell open source software are selling the media, just making enough money to cover the cost of the media they sell it on. Mm -hmm. Red Hat um, software, they're selling the uh, support that goes along with it. But there are other distributions of Linux that uh, are sold, uh, even if you're downloading the media and, and creating it yourself. So hmm. you can sell it. Well, I know that you can do that with FreeBSD, and and under that license, you don't even have to get all, get all for your source code back, which that seems kind of weird. But um, but I know there's some differences in uh, version two and version three of the uh, GNU public license. Uh, I can't remember the exact difference. I know version 3 is a little more strict than version 2 because I know Linus says uh, that he's going to keep in the Linux uh, core under GPL version 2. He won't, he won't move it to 3. As I understand it, the main difference that has some significance here uh, between version 3 and version 2 is that version 3 restricts more your freedom of choice. So if you use a piece of software that's licensed under version 3, you're required to license any derivative works that you're distributing under version three. 3. You can't use version 2 uh, wow. of the GPL to uh, to or any other license to distribute your pro, your product under so uh, gpl version 2 allows you some flexibility there that uh, version 3 just adds some restrictions onto it so it, it restricts your freedoms a little bit more that's kind of interesting but anyway moving on many users of linux are corporations believe it or not they use the operating system to run their businesses or include it within their products google's Chrome OS and Android have roots in Linux. Many of these corporations that m make use of Linux provide fixes and new features for Linux as they use the software for their businesses. These improvements are again given back to the Linux community and Linux improves as a result. 
So basically, they take it, they make it better, and then they give us give us all the improvements, and we can reincorporate it. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how we can continually improve and grow without having to charge large amounts of money to our users. Right, and whether you're a home user of Linux, a Linux software or application developer, or an employee of an organization that uses the operating system, you're a member of the Linux and open source communities, and you benefit from the efforts of the developers who contribute to Linux. Members of the Linux community can and do run Linux on almost any hardware, from the prettiest MacBook to the cheapest netbook, from the newest Chromebook to some very old machines designed for Windows. And we're talking Windows like XP and, and maybe and even earlier, yeah, even earlier. And from the most powerful internet servers to the world's smallest smart thermostat. Yes, that that's um, that Nest uses Linux. Yep, that yeah, is exactly. that thing is so cool. I want one just so I could have it. Yeah, and there's more and more uh, what they're calling the Internet of Things, like yes, thermostats and so on that are powered by Linux or other open source derivatives like BSD and so on that uh, uh, are really part of this open source community. It's amazing what they can run on. Um, I, I've actually seen Linux running on a 486 with 8 megs of RAM and running well. Oh yeah, <laughs> Four, absolutely. 486 you hadn't seen in years, but it still runs. Right. It's awesome. I just retired my oldest computer, which is about 16 years old. <laughs> oh, uh, only 16? Yeah. You really need to use old. your stuff a little bit longer, you know? You like to turn things over too much. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it was running uh, Ubuntu Mate when it finally died. The, the, <laughs> it was a laptop, and the screen had died long ago, so it was hooked up to an external monitor, and... You know, it, it worked just fine, and then all of a sudden it just started to overheat, and I thought, okay, this is it. I, I'm not going to be able to find parts for a 15-, 16-year-old computer, so it's done. It's served its time. It's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> you actually have a computer older than mine. My oldest is 10. Well, my 15-, 16-year-old one is gone, so you've got the older one now. So uh, yeah, you've got the you record. Still got, you still got faster in that speed than me. <laughs> Don't want to talk about that. Okay, moving yeah, right along. Okay. So, uh, in the Art of the Community, John O'Bacon uh, mentions an inspiring, engaging, and enjoyable community. And having an inspiring, engaging, and enjoyable community is the lifeblood of any open source software project. The community provides product and feature ideas, user support, developer talent, documentation, financial support visionary direction, and cultural norms for the benefit of anyone who uses, contributes to, or otherwise supports the project. So, I'll give you an example of a couple communities that are, have been very successful. We, mm -hmm. we have one right now, Linux Mint, very successful community. I think they have a better, sometimes their forms are actually better than Ubuntu's when you have problems. Right, um, right. And as you know, I use Linux Mint, and the first place I go for any questions that I have that I can't answer myself is to go to the Linux Mint forum, uh, and then I just Google for the answer if it's not specifically in that forum. And the other one that I end up on more frequently than not is the Arch Linux community, and they have a lot of uh, good contributions to documentation and support on their site that 
uh, applies across all distributions in many cases. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the Arch site, but I do like uh, the uh, the Ubuntu Mate site. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't go to Linux Mint's because uh, uh, I have a disagreement with some of their principles into their community, so I stay away from them. But that's just me. That the nice part about it is, if you have have a community that you particularly don't agree with some of their stances, whether it be um, about technology, political, whatever, you, there's always another one that you, you can find that someone is like-minded. So, I use uh, Ubuntu. I use um, Mate. I, I'll, I'll go to um, PC Linux, uh, Linux OS sometimes because you know they. I've used that one for a while, so I can always find something. Like I, I went to Slackware, and to their uh, forums, and theirs are kind of weird. But anyway, there's a lot of different communities with a lot of different information. So someone will have had the same problem as you, <laughs> or has have thought of the same question. So it's so nice to have a community that you can go and. And kind of search through, and then if that fails, then you've got the big community called the Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, although many of the projects and applications and even companies have their own communities, the inspirational engagement of the Linux community is one of the key things that makes Linux one of the top three operating systems in the world. Community is a Linux advantage, and I think you, I think we've just describe some of the advantages you know when I was having trouble getting my first slackware uh, I went to their community and said look I am having problems I'm, I'm an idiot I can't follow these simple instructions and it was just a matter of someone saying oh you're doing you need to add this one little thing and it fixed it and it took like 30 seconds for them to know what, what, what the problem they already knew what the problem was before I asked them so right, right, exactly, because they've probably answered it a few times, and yeah. uh, you know, you you just didn't stumble across the right forum thread that had that answer in it. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I actually posted saying, "Look, I downloaded your 500-page manual, printed it out, and I'm following this thing, and I I'm doing exactly what this thing says, and it's not working." And it was something about something was different. I said, "Oh, you just need to do this." And he typed out the command and explained what it did. And as soon as it, it worked, and I just went right down. So I mean, it's just it's it's actually the best free tech support you can get. Oh yeah, absolutely. And as a as a user of Linux, the support that you get from the community is the thing that you see most of the time: the forums, the documentation, and so on. But as a developer, there's also support in the community. Uh, and you're supporting the community as a developer as well, if you, if you happen to be a developer. And and even if all you do for the community is provide some financial donations to that particular distribution or that particular open source project, that goes a long way to helping these folks continue to provide free and open source software that you and others can benefit from. And it's just not about support either. You also have the social aspect, and, I, and I'll give you an example of, of, of our own community, Google, um, our Google Plus Going mm -hmm. Linux uh, podcast community. Yes, they do uh, provide you know s support because we have some of the smartest listeners around. I tell you, they're so smart. But it also you see people just 
you know, saying, hey, this is what I'm doing, you know, I tried this, didn't work, uh, I just had a new kid, you know, so everybody gets to know each other, so you, you develop this, this community, but it's sort of like a, a large, dysfunctional, crazy family, <laughs> and uh, and uh, everybody's just, you know, everybody's there to help each other out, and you got you got certain people that are more hardcore than others, and you got some that are laid back, and it's just like a big, wild, crazy family family and you and you get all and you get all these characters in there and you know most some of them are by rights uh, you know working it um as a job some mm-hmm. are just carpenters some are just you know work at grocery stores or whatever but they all one thing that kind of binds them and which is the linux advantage of which is the community is that you know linux brings them there but it just doesn't stay linux yeah they yeah. they you know, so it's it's really fun. You know, I've met I've met a lot of interesting, smart, and intelligent people, and and some of them have some really cool uh, sense of humor. He's some some of them uh, just had me rolling the floor. So <laughs> yeah, the, I community is definitely a Linux advantage. Yep, definitely, and uh, we love our community, and uh, we love being part of a community, whether that's the going Linux Google Plus community or the Linux Mint or the uh, Ubuntu Studio uh, community, <laughs> or just the open source community. Yeah, but you know, you you have you have to admit our community for the Going Linux podcast, they've been really supportive of everything we've done. Even oh, when yeah. they they even when they we we really dropped the ball or said something or they didn't like, but they. We still do this because of them, and uh, we really love our community. They, they're they great people. Yep. But I had to say that because I think our, our listeners are some of the best in the world. Yeah. They're smarter than me. I know that much. <laughs> and if you're listening to this podcast, you are part of the community. So thank So you. welcome aboard, and make sure you go talk to all the, the smart, witty people over in our Going Linux podcast. Yeah, if you Google haven't been Plus. there, uh, go over to Google+. And, Don't uh, be afraid of them. For they're... they're they don't bite. You, no, but just well, just make sure you had all your shots. You'd be yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to get flamed for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Larry made me do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that wraps up our episode for this time. We'll have a link to John O'Bacon's book if you're interested in the art of community, and we'll have a link to an article on our site that. Uh, has a lot of this information that we've just talked about here uh, in it, and you can review it there in writing as well as listening to this episode. So that's a great book, by the way. Yeah, it is. Yes, uh, uh, you know, you if you guys didn't know, you can download it for free. Yeah, it takes a little bit of looking on his website. Yeah, uh, to find but that's it. A, that's the second edition, and, and that one yep. includes some some um, uh, interviews for some really people that have done a lot of community work in mm-hmm. and you know it gives you some insight to the book so if you get a chance and you want a good read download it throw it on one of your e-readers and carry it with you because it is absolutely st- i read the first edition i hadn't read the second one i've heard about the second one i'm going to reread it but i i learned quite a bit yeah and if you want to purchase the book and support jono and his efforts efforts it's available on amazon and we'll have a link in the show notes yeah if you read it if you like it buy it you, yeah you know, Absolutely. We'll have a link to the Amazon uh, site and we'll have a link to the um, Art of Community online 
org site, yeah. which is Jono's site for the book. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Our next episode, Bill, will be our listener feedback episode, of course. And until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion at our Going Linux Podcast Google Plus community. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm going to get so flamed. <laughs> so until next time, thanks for listening. 73. Theme music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.